Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Oftentimes, our best intentions go south. Our best plans explode, and everything seems to go wrong. I mean, this was a day that she was planning. This was a preparation that she was making. She just wanted Jesus to be so very comfortable. She wanted to use that wonderful gift that she had of hospitality. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see you're changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet. We live in a culture that pushes us to do. Many Christians, therefore, busy themselves serving the Lord. However, sometimes we can get so busy serving that we forget that intimacy with Jesus is more important than what we do for Him. In today's message from Luke chapter 10, Pastor Ed teaches us about a woman named Martha who fell into the trap of busy service rather than treasuring her time with the Lord. Pastor Ed also reminds us that what we do for the Lord should naturally flow out of our time with Him. Now here's Pastor Ed with part one of today's message entitled "Distraction versus Devotion." I just want to start off the sermon to tell you that Martha is every pastor's dream—a type A personality. I mean, Martha would get things done. Now, someone has said there are three types of people in the congregation. The first type are those who just oppose everything. I mean, if you want to go right, they want to go left. If you want to go left, they go right. If you talk about up, they look down. If you say down, they look up. I mean, they just are contrary. Then there's a second type of the church of people who, well, they really don't know what's happening. I mean, they're there, but they're not aware of what's happening. And、um, then there's a third type of people: those who make things happen. Martha's in that third category. I mean, she's throwing the key pass. She's making the touchdown. She's accomplishing things and making a significant difference. I don't know how many of you have heard of the Pareto principle. Twenty percent of the people do eighty percent of the work. She's in that twenty percent. It was Herschel Hobbs who was talking to a businessman, and in this conversation, he talked about his business, and he said, "How many people in the business really work?" Manager looked and said, "Very few." Martha was a worker to her core. She was someone who was going to make a difference wherever she was. She wasn't on the sideline watching. No, she was right in the field playing. Now, Roger Kipling, poet, made up a poem, a little bit about Martha's sons and Mary's sons, and I'm going to read to you a part of that poem. Sons of Mary sit at the feet and hear the word, 
and know how the promise runs. They cast their burden on the Lord. And the Lord, he takes their burden and he places, places it on Martha's sons. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I don't know about the theology of that, but uh, Martha had the gift of hospitality. She had the gift of making people welcome. But sometimes our gifts get in the way of really, truly serving the Lord with devotion. And that's what happened in Martha's life. And so we're going to look at two areas in her life or two things that I'd like to divide the text into. But I want you to see this text tells us there is a priority that our service for the Lord flows out of our devotion to the Lord. Would you just listen to that once more? Our service for the Lord always flows out of our devotion to the Lord. Martha's condition. It's described in verses 38 to 40. You can see her condition. Now, the, the fact is that she really loves the Lord. I mean, you have this incredible profession, statement of faith that she makes in the Gospel of John, the 11th chapter, the 27th verse. She says, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. She knew who Jesus was. It was a confession like Peter made when Peter said, you're the Christ, you're the son of the living God. He, he recognized the uniqueness of Jesus. And she is the first woman, as far as we know, who recognized that uniqueness or at least stated it in the Gospels. She had an ambition. That ambition was to serve the Lord. That ambition was to be devoted to the Lord. You could see this desire to serve the Lord that she had in verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. This was really important to Jesus because the storm clouds of opposition were rising against Jesus. In just a matter of months, they would crucify him. The opposition was growing. And here she opened her home. And it would be like a refuge. She was taking her gift, the gift of hospitality. She had Jesus there. And, and I believe she had the other disciples there. Any woman knows. When you have a special guest, the best chinaware... You want everything just perfect. The appetizers. You want your best dish out there. All your guests comfortable. So, so just picture her working because only the best for Jesus. That was what she felt in her heart. Uh, she wanted to make it a day to remember. Oftentimes... 
our best intentions go south. Our best plans explode. And everything seems to go wrong. I mean, this was a day that she was planning. This was a preparation that she was making. She just wanted Jesus to be so very comfortable. She wanted to use that wonderful gift that she had of hospitality. But actually what happened, she came into conflict with her guest. And she created a problem for herself. And she diverted the attention away from what she really wanted to do. You could feel the tension in that house. You could have cut it with a knife. What happened? There was distraction. Distraction. Distraction in serving the Lord. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations. Remember, no leftovers for Jesus. It was going to be the best. She was going to give all that she had. We sometimes forget what Jesus really wants is heart-to-heart connection. Heart-to-heart communion. We could wind up working so hard for him that we really miss spending time with him. Getting so busy doing things. Well, just take this analogy. Husband working, wife working. Husband says, it's Valentine's weekend. I'm going to put the extra hours in because we'll get extra pay. And so maybe that week, the next week, just works, works, works. What his wife really wants is that connection, is that conversation is that heart-to-heart connection. Jesus is a lover of our souls. And what he really wants from you is time with you and your time with him. She had um, great intentions, but it didn't turn out the way she really wanted it to turn out. There was an article in Decision Magazine Maxine Hancock recalls a time that she talked to a woman who had been a roommate in the maternity ward and they both had children and uh, Maxine had come out with her first book and her roommate, she saw her a little time later with all the little toddlers with her and this lady just looked at it and said, Maxine, how do you have time to write a book with all your responsibilities? And her response was this. She says, that's easy. I don't do everything. I just do first what I think is most important. I don't do everything. I just do first what I think is most important. What's the most important thing for you and your relationship with God? Time with him. Time with him. What happens is we get caught into this cycle of shoulds. I should do this. I should do that. I, another letter the right. 
another phone call to make, another follow-up, another, another, another. I should do this, I should do that. Let the shoulds stay over here and put your priorities first. It's time with Jesus. That's what this 40 days is going to be about. That's what this Wednesday night is going to be about. It, it, it's taking a devotional, praying during these 40 days, seeking the heart of God, spending time with the lover of your soul. The very reason that you're here this morning in church is because you want a relationship with God. And that relationship has to be nurtured. And we nurture it by spending time with the Lord. Martha, just keep it simple. Really ask Jesus what he wants. Picture the kids are all coming home for Thanksgiving, Christmas. Family's there. All your time is in the kitchen. Don't spend time with them. Don't talk to them. Don't have any. Martha was missing the relational aspect that Jesus wanted to have with her. And we can't miss that part. I like this quote. It is possible to be devoted to serving Christ more than we are devoted to being with Christ. Therefore, our service becomes central and our Savior secondary. Now, just picture with me. Here she is, and she, Jesus is teaching. The master teacher is teaching. The room is filled. Mary, now, usually women didn't sit at the feet of a rabbi was inappropriate in that culture, but, you know, Jesus doesn't pay attention to what the culture says at times. The Bible has its own culture. And there, Mary was sitting, Jesus was teaching, Jesus, don't you see how I'm working? Don't you realize what I'm doing? What do you think happened in a room? She begins to dominate Jesus, Jesus, tell my sister what to do. Isn't it interesting how we could begin serving the Lord and then in serving him we begin telling him how to do it? Well, God, would you just tell her what she needs to do? Lord, just tell him. Tell him. And if you don't, I'll send a letter to let him know. Martha got so distracted. She wanted that day to be so special. And it went south. Because whenever we put serving the Lord first before being with the Lord, that's a recipe for disaster. Now, Jesus is going to correct her. And I'm so grateful that he corrects us. It's not comfortable. It's not easy. It's smarting at times. In verses 41 to 2, Jesus says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, 
You are worried and upset about many things. But only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Now, when you study the Bible, study it in context. So this is in Luke chapter 10. Read what's in Luke chapter 10. Well, Jesus is concerned with people's relationship to one another. Remember, he tells the story of the Good Samaritan. There in the Good Samaritan, priest, Levite, they all pass by this man in need because they're so interested in doing their religious duty that they lose the heart of what it's all about. And so you, you hear Luke telling this story and then he, he tells another story of uh, as the 72 come back and they see all sorts of miracles. And then in verse 20 of chapter 10 says, Jesus tells them, don't rejoice that spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. He's trying to get their attention not to lose sight of what the most important thing is. Our relationship with God that one day we'll see him, one day we'll be with him. And so there's a word of correction that you're going to see he gives, a word of correction. Martha, Martha, you're worried, you're upset. So instead of enjoying the day, she was miserable. Now, after Jesus corrects you in front of everybody, how do you think you feel? Not so good. (laughs) So I don't know that she ate anything that she prepared. Here she is, and she's corrected by the Lord, and it's painful at times. You could wind up fighting against your Lord even when you're serving your Lord because you're worrying, you're anxious, you're fearful instead of sitting at his feet. Worry gives small things a big shadow. Worry will multiply the difficulties, the circumstances, and it'll give it an incredible shadow. Here he gives now a word of direction. I'm so thankful that the Lord not only gives you a word of correction, he doesn't leave you, you know, wallowing there and the tears and, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but he gives a word of direction. He says, one thing is needed, Mary, has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Choose the better path, being with your Lord, and then doing for your Lord. Being with Christ, and then working for Christ. Spending those times where you're simply still and saying, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Remember the poem by Robert Frost? I shall be telling this with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in the wood, and I, I took the one less traveled, and that has made all the difference. The road less traveled is the road that Mary paved. And that Jesus said, that's the most needful in our life. In these 40 days, would you block out time 
to pray with your spouse, to pray by yourself, to quiet all of the noise and simply listen. Now, he gives her this word and what he's really doing is he's saying, listen, Martha, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Here, the greatest teacher that ever lived was sitting down and teaching. Three months from then, he would be going to the cross. And these were some of his last sermons, last messages. He, he could have at that moment been saying something so important to Martha's life. Mary said, there's an appointment I have. It's at the feet of Jesus. He's going to say something that's going to make a difference. And she was listening all ears with all of her heart. Billy Graham talks about his father-in-law, Dr. Nelson Bell. He was a doctor. He had a hospital in China, about 400 beds in that hospital and patients in it all the time. Every morning he would get up and spend the first two hours just reading the scriptures, praying, spending time with God. He was marked by such a, a godliness because he spent time with the Lord, hearing his voice. There's something about being with Jesus that changes us. Jesus chose 12 disciples, the Bible says, to be with him. God chose you, not just to work for him, but to be with him. God gave you incredible gifts, talents, not just to use them in the vineyard for him, but he chose you to simply be with him. Jack Deere said, intimacy with Jesus always produces passion for Jesus. When you're intimate with Christ, there's a burning passion to know him, to be with him. Mother Teresa was meeting with a, a young monk, and this young monk was zealous, wanted to serve God, use his gift. His gift was to help the hurting, to encourage the oppressed. And uh, as he started his vocation, he, he spoke to her, and he said, you know, I want to spend myself for the lepers. And she looked at him and replied, your vocation is not to work for lepers, your vocation is to belong to Jesus. So we got to put first things first. It's about being with Jesus. It's about knowing Jesus. It's about loving him. It's about sitting at his feet. At Mother Teresa's funeral, it was said that her whole life was given to loving Jesus. When you have a passion for Jesus... You will have a passion for people. When you put him first, it'll keep you from becoming distracted. I'm going to read a quote from Kent Hughes. Life is short. We need to choose very deliberately. Life does not automatically arrange itself into proper priorities. Amidst a thousand other duties, we must make sitting at Jesus' feet 
one thing, the better thing, the primary focus of our hearts and lives. The Gospels are grand central station for learning about Jesus, which is the single most important part of our lives as Christians. Please join us each day as Pastor Ed teaches through the Gospel of Luke. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith.